You have reached the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. Today, we are revisiting our segment, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, First Dates Edition. All of this, plus a lost dog named Chocolate. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you, from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs, Jamie. Not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes they wear nightgowns. Paula. I'm on team, motherfucker. I know what you're after. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. with animals right now. <laughs> you really are. It's the zoo over there. Well, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. Welcome. It is episode 481. Ugh. Ugh. Boo. <laughs> no, hardly. I'm surprised I didn't go, oh, or yeah. something stupid. <laughs> okay. God. So really quick before we get into Paula's world, which we're going to uh, very quickly, I just wanted to discuss something incredibly serious to you and I, and I don't know why society chooses to pull on this thread, but it makes me uncomfortable and I'm supposed to be okay with it, but I'm not. And that is this Grease prequel they're talking about doing. (laughs) I am so disappointed. See, here's the thing. I'm like, I guess I'm okay with it, but I'm not because it's not Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta, first of all. Mm -hmm. And second, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's never going to be as good as the OG. And Mm -hmm. they're going to make it all fucking high school musical-y. They're going to use these 25-year-olds that look like 18-year-olds, and it's going to be dumb. I just know it. The thing about it, though, is... Well, I mean, it's obviously not going to make the the same near as close impact as, you know, the original or even Grease 2 for that matter. Right. I mean, actually, Grease 2 and Grease 1 weren't even linked. But no. the whole thing about this prequel idea is they are going to try and, like, set the premise for Grease. Like, right. was she dead? Did she drown? Or oh. was it real? You know, oh, my like, God. I forgot they about that. Get to, they get to predetermine, like, how it all happened. And, you know, what's going to happen is, is it's going to show their whole summer. It's going to show everything. And either at the end, they're going to show, did she drown? Was she dead? Or was it real? Or or maybe they'll just leave it to your imagination. I don't know what they're going to do. But that's yeah. just the whole thing is, is like they have that power now in their hands. And that's the part that really pisses me off. Because I'm like, if Greece wanted you to know, they yeah. would have told you. That's true. You don't get to take that from them. <laughs> that's true. It does kind of break that rule of imagination and just determining what exactly are we watching. It's like someone trying to go in front of Harry Potter and like, you know, telling a story. It's like, no, you don't get to start before Harry <laughs> Potter like you know back yeah. when the parents were infants you know right. and then like decide like well what their life would have been what were they predisposed you know maybe her and uh, Snape were supposed to get married and then they would have had you know who knows what maybe Tom Riddle would have been their son or I don't know but I'm it just could saying, potentially like, ruin the coolness of the original and that's all what of, I'm saying yeah. it's just like you don't get to pre-tell the story it just I just don't see this being the the vehicle in which it needs a prequel. I understand that what they basically want to do is make this a summer love rom-com type film. But the problem is, is that Grease, the original, is actually a, a lot deeper than that. It's not just a superficial high school film. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of deep underlying 
discussions about it and mm-hmm. we're hardcore fans and so we know all of these things and so it's like I, I think whoever's doing this I think there is some some sinister <laughs> intentions here I'm not I'm not joking I think that they're just like oh yeah it's gonna be totally like high school musical lemonade mouth like you know Olivia my Olivia will love it but I'm just like I'm on to you motherfucker I know what you're <laughs> after you're gonna try and steal the crown jewel mm-hmm. what everybody has wanted and you don't get to do that. It's like one of those things, like like when they tried to, I don't know, like when they try and make remake Footloose or if someone ever tried to re- come out and remake Top Gun, like the real one. Right. You just, you can't, you can't mess with perfection. Well, you can't, especially when they are time capsules of a time. Like it, they're a perfect time capsule of when they, those things were filmed. You can't update that shit. It doesn't work. You know, if you were going to do a prequel, it should have happened. Well, first of all, there shouldn't be one. But if there had been one, it would have had to have been in the 70s. You know what I mean? But even then, it the, the problem with the prequel with Grease specifically is it messes with this kind of like was Abbey Road to show that Paul McCartney was dead. When you play the records backwards, does it say Paul is dead? Is he dead? I mean, you're going to try to erase that mystery or that mystic you know thing that came with those albums it's the same thing with this movie you can't Mm -hmm. you can't mess with it yes it's a fun musical but it's more than that it's more than that to people who are really into it and understand what it really is supposed to be so i don't know i'm disappointed i'll be honest i'm disappointed and i'm like i guess i could be okay with it but now i'm just like no i regret even saying that i didn't see the footloose that had juliana hoof and i didn't see (laughs) The, you know, I don't know. There's been a lot of people who've tried to do different remakes. Oh, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Who the fuck did that? Remember? that? That, No. It was in the 90s. They did a Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Whenever I hear things like that, I just, I, I intentionally just like block it out of my yeah, life for sure you know i'm just like that that's it's, it's dead to me it doesn't even exist so <laughs> unacceptable. but you know what i was gonna say though what? is i don't know if you've seen the movie ford versus ferrari yes okay whoever like that filming whatever like tape that was on mm-hmm. or like i guess it's not tape but <laughs> that filming style yeah like it looked old yeah but yeah. it was still like very sharp yes like, if you're going to do an old-time movie, do it like that. Do it on... That the- looks really cool. Yes. It's a good film. I... Interesting, you know, our dad loved Ken Miles, who... Did he really? Oh, yeah. Now, first of all, Ken Miles died when dad was very young. We were nowhere in near existence yet. Oh, no. Yeah, but yeah. But does it surprise you at all that he liked Ken Miles? It doesn't surprise me. He's a lot like him. Like, really? Yeah. He's a well, lot he's a like rebel. Him. Yeah, he was, he a, was rebel. a renegade. He was a rebel. He, you know, dad was always doing these wild modifications to his car. Yeah. That they, I don't even <laughs> think they could say it was illegal because they didn't even know what they were. Yeah. You in, know? In fact, when the, in the scene where the brakes are shot at the Le Mans and the, he pulls over and goes, brakes are shot and they come out and the Italians are saying that's against the rules. It's against the rules. They're like, show me your rule book. Like, show me in your stupid rule book. Yeah. No, there is no rule. And that was our dad, the way he raced, the way he handled himself. It was the same thing. And the deal is this. I cannot watch the end of that movie because I know how they did him dirty. And they did him dirty over and over again. Ford was, they were the worst to Ken Miles. Mm -hmm. Just the worst. And Daryl's like, at some point it was during the Le Mans. I said, I can't watch this anymore. And he said, why not? I go, because I know how it ends and it really upsets me because they didn't like him because he wasn't likable. And that pisses me off because he was the best. And they didn't like him. Well, he was a renegade. Yeah. And it makes me mad. 
Well, see, the thing is, is I didn't know the story. And so when I watched I liked it because I thought it was going to be about like cars and stuff. I mean, yeah, it was about it racing, is. obviously. Yeah. I didn't even know a race like that existed. I'm oh, like, the Le Mans? You... Oh, yeah. So I, I liked it. But then when all that happened, I'm just like, I'm like, that's that fucking asshole. Oh, I'm God, like, that the little... worst. And I forgot who the guy is. He's actually played in other movies and he's kind of cute. But oh, he um... was in Sweet Home Alabama. He was the husband. That's Josh Lucas? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's gained weight. But um, maybe he gained weight for the part. <laughs> maybe. But then at the end, like, when they saw the plume of smoke, I'm like, well, he didn't he didn't crash. I'm like, he just hit a dirt pile or something. I'm like. Right. Yeah. And then they all started sprinting across that field. And I'm just like, no. I'm like, he, he just hit a dirt pile. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but, you know, they didn't have cages. And nope. I don't even know if they had seatbelts. And so I'm like. They did. Well. <laughs> Barely. I'm like, I'm like, what's that, that Formula One car that they were really <laughs> struggling with? And I'm like, in fact, Victor's all remember. He's all. He said the brakes were kind of touchy or problematic. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's been saying that the whole movie. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I know. why'd you say that? It's so true. It was I just a, it couldn't was, believe it. it but was the tragic. wife was so strong. Yeah. Well, like I when, mean, the, when Shelby went up to, cause he was going to go say hi to them. And then the little boy's like, Mr. Shelby. And he turned around <laughs> and Matt Damon's just, Matt Damon is such a good actor. I don't I know. know why he's like underrated, but he's fantastic. Well, he, first of all, Daryl has a, that's his man crush. Daryl would go gay oh. for Jason Bourne in a minute. <laughs> like well, that's he, what I was gonna say. He had the Bourne ultimatum. Thing. Oh my god! And, and so I'll come down like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Nothing." I go, "What are you watching?" He goes, "Jason Bourne." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> again." But anyway, yeah, it's a good movie, and you're right. I mean, that would be a cool way to do if they were gonna try to d- attempt it. Definitely filming it to look old school would be really cool. I don't know if they'll do it. We'll see. But we're disappointed in it for sure. Okay. Yeah. Paula's World today. We're going to talk about Paula's World. You had an exciting adventure last week. You rescued a a stray mutt. Okay, so I went to go pick Ryan. He's been going to friends' houses lately. Uh, That's his thing. You know, he's a teenage boy. um, And so they, they go to each other's houses. Actually, remarkably he told me the other day he's like mom can i invite so-and-so over i'm like oh. i'm like yes i'm like oh i we have drinks we have snacks i i can you know you guys can bring the the, the xbox in the living room i'll go in the bedroom and you know yeah. invite as many invite as many people over as you want you yeah know? Cause really i always wanted to be that house you oh, know? everybody does yeah but he never wants to bring anybody over here and i'm just like i know it's because you're embarrassed at me no it's <laughs> not it's because of his little sister She's a pain. She's always in her room playing on her tablet. So anyways, he went over there and then um, I picked him up around seven, I think. So he said goodbye to his friends and they were chit-chatting or something and they got in the car. So I was going to drive up to the next street, which was, you know, maybe, you know, 200 feet or something mm-hmm. and then make a U-turn yeah. because the street's kind of narrow and a lot of people park on the sides. And so as I was going up there, I saw like a skinny furry insect running up the street and I'm like, what on earth is that thing? You know, and it was kind of a sundown. And then I pulled over and I started to get out and then there was a car across the street from me, like a red SUV. And there was a woman getting out and she's like, is that your dog? And I'm like, no, it's not mine. And she's, I, she's like, oh, I, she's like, I've been trying to catch it. And I'm like, Aww. oh, and so I squatted down. I'm like, hi, sweetheart. The dog walked straight, ran straight up to me and jumped in my lap. And oh I'm my like, God, oh. that would have freaked me out. I just picked it up and held it like I hold Paul because it was a little tiny chihuahua, like yes. tiny though. I think Aww. the thing weighed like four pounds. Poor thing. It had this skinny little neck and it's kind of had like a <laughs> longish nose. I want to say it was a mix of a chihuahua and like a Datsun or. A, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like pure chocolate brown. It looked mm. like a, a little uh, 
Tootsie Roll. Sounds and so like our, our aunt had a dog named Chico that was a brown chihuahua. I thought that was gross. Oh, no. Grandma had Gypsy. That's right. Grandma had the black chihuahua named Gypsy that hated us and tried to bite us all the time. Because it was fat and stuck in that... God, that, that smoke trailer. I no, she she let it. She would let her out. She would roam around. She would actually roam around the entire mobile home park, and <laughs> she like owned the place. And then we'd come oh, over. Yeah, that's a nice existence. <laughs> <laughs> we would come over, and when we were there, she would hide under her table because we were so wild. Like, and we're like, "Hi, Gypsy!" And she's like, ah, 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 ah. "She always." And she did the same bark every time. Ah, 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 ah. And I'm like, what is this dog? She does that dog thing where, like, their teeth go back and then yes. the, their tongue and teeth are like, oh, they're like, <laughs> yes. And then I was, and then, of course, Grandma's like, Gypsy. And, and Mom's like, Jamie Lynn, leave that poor animal alone. Well, what the hell are we supposed to do? Sit there and look at Catholic magazines or, you know, light Grandma's cigarettes more or get a Pepsi and go sit out on the, you know, AstroTurf on the stairs. Go touch her cactus. I don't want to eat any more pizza. So, you know, what is there left to do? It's like, here, go get a grape soda. You said we can walk up four, you know, trailers, but we can't go beyond the one with the white fence because their creep is up there. So, you know, we're, we're plumb out of ideas. Well, not only that, but I remember she's like, go to the laundry room. So we go in the laundry room. What and the hell are we going to do there? There was a really, really old, like, 1960s soda machine that dispensed <laughs> glass bottle sodas. And it was like grape sun-kissed coca-cola and like mountain dew in glass bottles and so we get like 25 cents each and go in there and buy them and that was the big thing i remember one time we were in there and of course some old person comes in and she goes what are you kids doing in here you get out of here this isn't for children that's <laughs> like jesus fucking Christ. i remember at one point i was like why does she even bring us like we're well, so you know, in the way never- when I take my kids places that it's going to be like a long trip, I I stuff their backpacks with activities well, because yes, I'm like, learned. the last thing I want them to do is be bored. And yeah, so I will come up with anything. But yeah. I mean, mom, she gives zero fucks. She's like, <laughs> go play with sticks or something or go kick a rock. You know, yeah. Go build a something in the backyard. I don't know. There's got to be bugs, something to do. Can I know? water your cactuses? No, you'll kill no. them. Go, stay away from the cactuses. Don't go over there. And don't go near her garden either. You know, <laughs> we'll just stand here in a circle, mom, and, you know, stand and drink our uh, our lead-based bottle <laughs> soda. Great drink. And stay away from the one fun thing, the dog. <laughs> okay, so anyway, you've got this dog. So we got the dog. I brought it at home, and I told, well, I called Victor on the way home, and I said, uh, I'm bringing home a visitor. <laughs> I said, well, actually, at first was Ryan... <laughs> He did not want me to bring the dog home. Like, he absolutely did not want me to bring the dog home. I don't know. But he just, he insisted that we did not leave the neighborhood because he's just like, someone's going to be looking for him. We can't leave. And I'm just like, okay. So we drove around for a half an hour. I'm like, Ryan, I'm like, I I don't know where else to go. I'm like, there are no garage door opens. There's no side gates open. I'm like, it's getting dark. I'm like, we've talked to every dog walker that we've seen. Every person (laughs) picking a weed or whatever. Have you ever seen this dog? I'm like we've frightened every person in their front yard. Be like, excuse me, you know, and oh they're just like, what, you know, because <laughs> you know, six feet, got their back six feet. to the street, and they're hosing something off, and all of a sudden the car pulls up. Excuse me, they're like, what? oh my god, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can't do that anymore. You really it scares can't. the shit out of people. It really does. <laughs> so, and then I'm holding up this little, you know, like brown 
turd. I'm like, do you know this dog? And they're like, uh, no, no. I, I, no, I'm sorry. I, I've never seen that dog before. I'm like, all right, thanks. <laughs> so oh God, it's embarrassing. I finally told him, I'm like, right. I'm like, we have to go home. I'm like, uh, I'm like, we will have much more activity if we post it on oh, all the places sure. you know, instead of us driving around to random people asking them if they know this dog at sundown right and so i posted mm-hmm. all over facebook so you know and of course you know as soon as you post it they're like oh that's so sweet of you you're such a good person no i'm, I'm not really and i'm just like <laughs> i'm like just stop i'm like if you don't know if you don't know it then just shut up Bye. i know everyone's required to respond to everything because so. i get notified i kept getting notifications i'm like oh maybe it's you know the yeah. parent or something like that and they're just like god bless you for oh, I'm like, oh god i'm up. like just you know if you don't know it then stop i'm yeah. like no one's gonna bless me for this trust me you know <laughs> so i brought it home and olivia's like ah! oh of course <laughs> you know? she's just like <laughs> she was obsessed and that the dog was super cuddly someone's lap dog well you could tell that yeah, yeah it was just spent it's all its days on a on a lap or something sure. and so she gave it food and she gave it water and she insisted that it stay in her bed and so 10 minutes later, she came out and she's just like, princess, come on, princess. Oh, God. Like, princess. She named it. <laughs> so she already named it. And she's Great. like, she's like, I gave princess some food and some water, which she had both. Oh, and uh, she's been playing on my bed and I put a blanket and a pillow for her. And I'm just oh. like, oh, geez. Here we go. By that night, I hadn't heard anything. So I'm like, well, I guess she's going to, you know, just spend the night. And um, Olivia was like, <laughs> she was so excited. <laughs> And then I checked my uh, email at like around midnight and then I had gotten an email around 1015 and they said, this is our dog. And they sent a picture and they're just like, you know, please contact us right away. You know, we, we miss her. And so I'm like, oh shit. And I'm just like, I didn't even know that someone had responded. Great. So I replied and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I didn't see your email. I said, I would have met you. Because to me, 10 is not that bad. No, not at all. And where they, they lived was exactly where she had been. Okay. I said, I'm sorry. I said, I, I didn't see this email until just now. I said, um, you know, she's sleeping with my daughter. She's had food. She's had water. Um, you know, she's on a comfy blanket. And, um, she, you know, my daughter's taking good care of her. I said, but I will contact you first thing in the morning. And, you know, we can meet right away. So we met the next morning at like 830, I think. Mm-hmm. I went to go get her from Olivia and Olivia's eyes opened they look like little slits and I'm just like, what's wrong? And she's just like, I said, I'm like, well, I have to take the dogs back to their owner. I'm like, they, they contacted us. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, are you all right? And she's just like, yes. She's like, princess stayed up all night and she kept licking my face. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to take her now. I'm like, you want to say goodbye? She's like, bye. Oh, <laughs> so- she was over it. <laughs> She, she's like me if she doesn't get sleep she, <laughs> nothing else matters yeah, she's, she's like, like i yeah. don't care anymore i'm sleeping she's like yeah you're cute everything but go i'm tired goodbye <laughs> so nice meeting you i met them at a bank like right where uh in between our both of our houses and oh, cool. when they pulled up it was a little indian couple they were older oh. and she, the the woman had her window down and the dog was just like eh. You know, it got all shaky and she so it like practically jumped in the window. Poor and they're like, chocolate. Her name chocolate. Was chocolate. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. And she's like, she's like, your brother has been crying all night. She you so much. <laughs> oh, God. They have another little white chihuahua that. Oh, uh, my goodness. Of course. They come in pairs. Yes. Everyone knows. And then 
I guess the son, their son, worked until midnight, and then when he got home and found out that the dog was missing, he walked the neighborhood until almost 4 a.m. looking for her. And then he's like, I told my son that she was probably with his other family, but he didn't believe it, so he wanted to keep looking for her. (laughs) So I'm like, son. But they said the reason why she... They don't live over there, actually. They had moved, but they had rented a house for years and years and years over there. And so when she gets out, because she's gotten out before, she tries to go back over to the old house for some reason. Weird. That's why she was, he says she she was literally like, you know, the cross street. He's like, that's where our house was. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's exactly where I found her. They got to keep an eye on that thing. Well, I think it it sounded like is um, if she gets into the garage. She escapes. I think they they keep the side door open or something. Mm-hmm. Um, then she can get out through to the fence and go underneath. I mean, she was literally like, she looked like a gummy worm with legs. She was so small. She was tiny. Poor of thing. course, Pablo was having a damn near heart attack. Like, did he think it was a gift for him? Well, <laughs> you know, they both did. Although Bo had one sniff and he was good. Pablo just like every 10 seconds. I'm like, Pablo, I'm like, it smells the same. You know, leave her butthole alone. Oh, yeah. He's like, you're but, one of me. Well, the thing That's with amazing. Pablo, what's weird is if, even though Pablo's fixed, he can still do it. And yes. so maybe he has one testicle still. Yeah, maybe he, one, one of his descended. Jesus. And, you know, Who knows? Anyway, so well, anyways. all right. So you're a hero. Not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes they wear nightgowns. And <laughs> hey, I put you. on real clothes. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, well, I'm glad that Chocolate found her way back to her com- her little family. Yes. That's cute. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious that Olivia's clearly ready for a pet. So something. Yeah. Good to know. All right. So last week we talked about doing another edition of the Good, Bad, and Ugly. And we decided it would be first dates. So (laughs) here is our segment, the good, the bad, and the ugly first date edition. Now we leave it really vague so that we can determine how we want to define a good, bad, or ugly. And ugly is U-G-L-E-E. And so we get to determine how we want to define first date. So I will allow you to go first, please, on your good first date. Hmm. Oh, you haven't thought of anything? No, I just... All right, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I was thinking of it in two ways. One is, what would I want a good first date to be? Or what was the best first date I ever had? That's kind of... That's what I was saying is it's just like, I don't know that I... I have an idea of what an ideal first date is, but I did, I had a first date that turned out to be like one of the better first. I don't know that I've had like a fantastic first date though. Okay. Like where I came home and I'm like, that was the best date ever. You okay. Know? I have, and I, and I will tell you the story because he was also my worst date. So, um, that, which is very <laughs> interesting. It was, I way before, I mean, I had, I had Tyler because I had Tyler when I was 21. So this was obviously, uh-huh. I was older, but I was single And uh, Stephanie and I had gone out for cocktails one night at the Hacienda and we were having margaritas and some guy was there with his friends and he sent drinks over. And I was like, ew, because I don't like guys who do that. I don't know why. I'm just so weird. It's it's cliche and douchey. Yeah. And so when I look over and he like waved over, okay, first of all, he had a major fro um, and he, he was a white guy. And so, what's a pro? A fro, 
like a perm. Oh, fro. I said he had a major pro. I'm like, what's no, a pro? No, he had a fro. Is that like a golf club? No. And he, <laughs> now, here's the thing. He was Italian, but he didn't look Italian the way Whoa. you... No, Paula, don't do it. He didn't hey, look... Hey, not all of them the same. He wasn't the kind of Italian that you would like. I'm just saying. He had a decent well. body, though. But anyway... So he wasn't uh, my type, though. And so um, he sent him over and he sent it over with his business card. And I was like, his name. What was his business? <laughs> he was in healthcare. OK. His name was Larry. And I was like, all right, I'm already. Oh, turned I off. know who this is. <laughs> I'm already turned off. So anyway, Stephanie. Larry. <laughs> Stephanie is like, like, thanks, Larry. Stephanie's like, give me that card. And I'm like, OK. And she's like, Jamie. What, did she start flicking it to see what kind of paper it was? And no, she's like, but she's like. Spelled it. She goes, expensive. <laughs> he had his last name on his car. And so she goes, Jamie. She goes, that's his Ferrari downstairs. He's rich. And I'm like. Oh, she had already seen it. Girl, oh, yeah. What a little dirtbag she is. <laughs> and I said, oh. I go, by all means, have at it. I'm not interested. And she's like, well, he he wants to date you, though. And I'm like, giving zero fucks. Go for it. And he was just not interested because she's young, way younger. And so, I mean, not that well, much she, younger, you guys are like polar opposites. Yes. Like Stephanie is like a noodle and <laughs> you are, you know, curvy. It's like I'm and the Kim Kardashian and she's like, the Courtney. <laughs> well, uh, no. Yes. The Courtney. Yeah, but yeah. with like stringy blonde hair and, <laughs> so. you know, and looks like she's on, you know, cocaine all the time you know she's she's wiry you know what she's I mean? a very wild woman so anyway um i took the card and days pass he finds out where i work and he calls and asks me to go out on a date and i was single and of course i'm like well i guess i could do it i mean what do i care you know fine i haven't dated it hadn't dated anyone in months and i was like all right so i so he picks me up at work and i said i will go out with you but during the day lunch date only and he's like okay no problem so he picks me up because he was older than me like a good decade older than me oh wow that's easily and so um he picks me up in his ferrari at work and we go to one of the nicest restaurants at that time in sacramento for a lunch date and what's great about going to super fancy restaurants in sacramento during the day is you get the same service and food but it's not crowded and it's really pretty so we listen to some really great country music on our way there. We go. We have an amazing lunch, an amazing conversation. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can get over the hair. Like, maybe I can, you know, because I don't like guys with super curly hair. But he's so charming and he's really nice and he's not ugly. And so I'm like, all right. So then to top it all off, he lets me drive his Ferrari back to work. <gasps> and it was a dream. I mean, to this day, it was one of my most favorite driving experiences of all time. I've never driven a Ferrari before in my life, and it was amazing. It was fast. It was everything you would expect it to be. So then, uh, uh, obviously, you know what? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's like a thing. I, I'm guessing, like that's the clincher for him. Huh? Oh, for sure, it's a move, no doubt. But I fell for it completely because I like, wanted to drive it. Like a charm every time, <laughs> every time. <laughs> so he drops me off at work. Everything is wonderful. No kiss, no nothing weird. He's like, it was a great. It was so great. You know, maybe you'll go out with me again sometime for dinner. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. So I go in, going, hey, I have never had to this day, Paula. It's the best first date I've ever ever had. Best first date. I've never experienced one that went more smooth in every department. And it wasn't expected. I totally expected it to be a wreck. And it wasn't. And I think 
I mean, for me, that's it was impressive because I'm super like, eh, you know, just like men are dumb. And he wasn't. It was a really great date. So that is my first. That was my best first date ever. Wow. Yeah. That's a really good one. You know, I did have I had a very good first date, like everything probably a girl could possibly want. Yeah. But it went absolutely nowhere. That's okay. <laughs> because I don't know why. I So I had been at a bar with Stephanie and Jerry and um, there was a wedding party that came in after like after a little while. It, but it was at this tiny little bar downtown called Maryland's that I used to love. Oh, it, I they've love Maryland's. Yeah. And so I was actually sitting on a bar stool and I was remarkably texting someone on an old Nokia phone. <laughs> and this guy like <clears throat> he either came up to me or was next to me. But he came to me. And he's like, would you like to dance? And I'm just like, um, yeah, sure. And so we started dancing. And then after that, I'm like, well, thank you. You know, and he had like a tux on because he was with the wedding party. Oh. And then he's like, well, do you want to dance again? I'm like, uh, sure. And so anyways, <laughs> we all left. Um, and then they were that group was leaving at the same time. And he's just like, you know, do you do you care? He's like, I, I live in San Jose, but I come up here pretty often. He's like, you know, could I get your number and take you out sometime? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he was kind of cute. And so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he called me like the next week and he wanted to go out the following weekend. And so he texted me or called me or sent me an email. I can't remember and said, um, well, why don't we meet here? Cause I, I said, you know what? I'm like, there's a, an art and wine festival going on in downtown Sacramento. I'm like, why don't we meet there? Mm-hmm. We'll walk around or whatever. And then we can, you know, figure out if there's some, if somewhere else we want to go. And so, um, we did that and you know he was talking to people like you know he wanted to look at art or whatever and i'm just like yeah okay whatever i don't know anything about art but it was just something to do and something to you know chit chat about etc and then after that he's like well i did make dinner reservations for us and i'm like oh okay and um he's just like i didn't know what kind of food you like he's all but i think this place serves everything well, it was at the Esquire Grill. Oh, nice. And so Sacramento at the time didn't have a ton of nice restaurants. Right. So it was one of like the hipper, newer ones. And so we went to the Esquire Grill. He ordered us wine. He got, you know, steak tartare for an appetizer. And we both got like fish or steak or something like that. We shared a dessert. <clears throat> um, and then after that, we went to Harlow's and we saw like... Um, this R&B band that plays all sorts of like, you know, music like Al Green and Prince and, you know, and so we were like dancing our asses off and <laughs> we just had like this super great time. And then when it like we left around 2 a.m. or something. So, you know, we hugged and said goodbye and I felt absolutely nothing for him. <laughs> And I think the feeling was mutual. Oh, really? Because I sent him an email on Monday. I'm like, hey, thanks for, you know, uh, Saturday. I'm like, I had a super great time and, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, me too. And then we never talked again. (laughs) That's awesome. No sexual chemistry, (laughs) but but it was a great first date. But I mean, isn't that like an ideal date for a girl? Yes. Like, yes. Someone who goes out of the way to plan all this fantastic stuff and, you know. I don't know. I think that's like what most girls want. Do guys do that now? Do they plan dates? Some do. Yeah. I guess they probably still do. It just seems like it's a it's a time where it's not like that. I mean, maybe it is. I mean, but people, I guess apparently everyone meets online now. 
So you do these you do these weird meetups instead of meeting someone somewhere and going, hey, you want to go out sometime? I mean, I don't know. Does it even happen anymore? I don't even know because I'm old and married. So I have no idea if that's the way it goes. I'm sure someone's sitting there going, somebody's probably sitting there going, no, that's not how it goes. Anyway. All right. Good dates. Okay. Bad dates. Do you have a bad date? I have plenty of bad dates. Well, give but, me an uh, example of a really bad date. Well, I have two, but probably one of the worst was I had been talking to this guy. I don't know if we met online or how we met, to be perfectly honest. I'm not sure how we met. He supposedly was a widower from like three years ago. Interesting. Um, We agreed to, we had talked on the phone for like two weeks and then we agreed to meet for dinner. We got to dinner and we were chit-chatting and then we decided to go to for coffee afterwards. Well, I was in the middle of getting a divorce. Right. You know, when you in California, when you divorce, you have to wait six months. Right. So it's not that you're not divorced. It's just it's just a matter of waiting. Yeah. Because that's just how long it takes before everything gets processed. So I was in that six month window where I was just waiting for it to be stamped. So we went to coffee after dinner and we were chit chatting. And somehow I said something about um, when my divorce is final. And he's like, wait, what? And I'm just like, I'm like, when my divorce is final, he's like, you're still married. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm like, I guess legally. I said, but I mean, I filed all the paperwork months ago. I said, I'm just waiting for the waiting period to be done. I said, there's nothing I can do right now. He's like, you mean my first day back out is with a married woman? And he said it really loud. Oh, my God. And I was mortified. And so I went to the bathroom. I would have left. I remember going in there and I set my purse down uh, because we came in separate cars. Oh, thank God. Because we didn't know like at what point we were going to split up our part ways. And so I came back to the table and he's like, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have reacted that way. He's like, you know, I, I get it. You know. It, it's done. It's over with. He's like, you're not married. You know, he's just like, it just surprised me was all. And I'm just like, well, I don't know what surprises you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, these things take time. You yes. Know, it's, it's, I'm sorry. I'm not like spotless or whatever. So God. Well, it's he's like, like he- I said, but I think I'm going to go home. And he's like, no, don't go home. You oh, know, my God. Did well. you stay or did you so leave? We went somewhere else. And oh, you, you stayed? And I, I just, I was not feeling it after that. I'm like, you know, I just really want to go back. And so he took me back to where my car was and um, I got out and he's like, all right. He's like, well, I'll call you later. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay, bye. And I got to my car and I couldn't find my keys. And I'm Did just he like, take them? No. And I'm like, where the fuck are my keys? And then I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, when I set my purse down in the oh. bathroom at Starbucks, I'm like, I had my keys out. I had left them on top of the toilet paper dispenser. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know what? We did take the same car to Starbucks. So my car was back at the restaurant where oh, we met. Thank goodness. So, but the problem was, is it was like 1030. Starbucks had already closed. What did you do? I was stuck at the restaurant with no keys to my car. <laughs> And it was like winter and I was just wearing a light sweater and I was freezing my ass off. And so I had to call Victor. No! I said he still had a key to the house. I'm like, can you go to the house and get my spare car key, drive to Folsom and bring it to me? <laughs> <laughs> and so and then that way I can drive to Starbucks and get my other keys. And he's like, um, sure. And he knew exactly why. 
the next day I went to work and at lunchtime I drove all the way to Starbucks and said, did anybody leave a pair of keys here? And she's like, yeah, they're right here. So I got the keys and I'm like, oh my God, that was the worst experience of my lifetime. Literally the worst date ever. Okay. Uh, my bad date was the, was Larry. So I did agree to go out on another date with him and it was dinner and it did not end super well, but it didn't end so poorly that I wasn't willing to do a third date because he asked me to go skiing as our third date. And I went, oh my God, I love it. Yes, absolutely. I've been skiing in years. I would love to go. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going up with some friends. We're at Squaw Valley. Just, I could not go, you know, with them because I had work and a child and everything. And you actually came over to watch Tyler for me. I was going to go up and spend the night and then come back the next day. And so I head up to Squaw Valley, super excited. It's like seven in the morning and I get there and I knock on the door and a woman answers and a little boy. (laughs) And I was like, hi. And I I said, I'm looking for Larry. And she's like, oh, one second. And then she comes back. She goes, he's upstairs. And I said, oh, I thought he was going to be skiing. And so she goes, no, he's upstairs. So I knock on the door and I open it up and there he is in bed, completely hungover. He, there was Coke on the, on the, the bathroom uh, counter. There was booze bottles everywhere. And he was in bed completely out of it. And there was a woman on the phone downstairs, which I had, I didn't know. I had no idea what was going. I was completely oblivious. And he's, he tries to fuck me. And I'm like, no, this is not happening. I go, I thought we were going skiing. That's why I'm here. And he's like, no, you know, we, yeah, we'll go. But right now, not right now. So nothing ever happened. Oh, well, he jacked off. I did not. And I was like, this is like the worst. I can't believe I'm like, even What here. am I even doing here? Yeah, this was terrible. And so I get up and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but this is not what I expected. And he's like, I know. I'm really sorry. And so I'm like, I'm going to go. And he goes, hold on, hold on. So I'm getting ready to leave. And the woman comes up. She goes, Larry, get your things. You're leaving. And he's like, okay, okay. And I'm like, what did I walk into? So he was married, which I didn't know. And so was that his wife, no, it was his wife's best friend. And so uh, they had gone up and his wife wasn't going to go for whatever reason. So he went up with them and then he had the audacity to invite me to this family cabin and so she's like get out and she you know and she's like you know lind is waiting for you or whatever I, I can't remember so he begged me to drive him home and i said i absolutely will not drive you back and he said please he's like they're not going to take me home and i'm in the middle of nowhere and i'm just like where's your ferrari and yeah, he's really? like, I'm like you made your bed you need to lie in it he goes it doesn't work up in tahoe <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, this thing is falling apart. I said, I will take you as far as like Highway 49. I, I told him I would take him to a certain point. I said, but I'm not going out of my way to take you anywhere. So he's like, fine, fine, fine. He cried the whole way home. Oh, my God. The whole way home. And he was hungover. And I don't know what it is, but I get really vicious. I made sure to take I took all the back roads. He threw up. I mean, I just made it as hell as possible. kidding me? As soon as he started crying, I would have pulled over. I'd be like, get out. Oh, God. It was brutal. So I dropped him off somewhere in Auburn. And I said, find the, way, find the rest of your way home. I'm out. And he, he, I literally dropped him off at a restaurant. And I left. And never heard from him again. Although, he did have the audacity to call me a couple of years later in the middle of the night looking for sex. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, goodbye. In fact, when he called, he's like, hi, guess who it is? I'm like, uh, Todd? No, 
James? No. <laughs> Alan? No. I'm like, who is this? And he goes, it's Larry. I'm like, oh my God, you have some nerve. Goodbye. Like, Larry who? <laughs> God, it was hilarious. I, I'm like, no. <laughs> so that was my worst date ever. Bad date. Really bad date. Oh, it was the worst. Brutal. Okay, and ugly. Okay, so this actually was kind of a spur of the moment thing. And I'm not a big wine person, as actually, as we discussed. Yes. But it turned out to be one of the more romantic dates I've ever had. I was going to see this guy that I had been dating for like, God, barely a week. But we had already gone out like three times. I got to his house kind of late. It was like five o'clock in the evening and um, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so we both had to work the next day. And um, I'm just like, hey, sorry, I'm so late. You know, I got tied up today with something. And um, he's like, that's OK. And so I'm like, what do you want to do? And he's just like, let's drive to Napa. And I'm like, Napa, I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's late. I'm yeah. like, Everything's going to be like, you know, closed. And he's like, he's like, so what? Let's do it. And so I'm like, all right. So we just drove there. We talked and, you know, listened to music, all that kind of stuff. And we found like the one winery that was still open. And um, it was a beautiful winery. And we did like a tasting. And um, I went to the bathroom when I came back out. He was standing in like the little quad area. And he had a bottle and he had two little glasses in his hand. He's like, come on, let's go sit by that pond. And so they had like these tables by this pond and there was like ducks and stuff. And so we sat there and he opened the bottle and poured two glasses and we just sat there and talked and, you know, drank the bottle or whatever. And then uh, we went for a drive and found this little restaurant, like little hole in the wall restaurant and, um, you know, ate there. And then we drove back. And it was just so fun because it was, that was just your so... ugly date. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nice. It was <laughs> just so cool. spontaneous and, you know, not stuffy or, you know, it just it worked out perfect. I thought so. I have an ugly date, too. And this is actually with Daryl, because I thought mm. it's not it's not fair to leave him out of this segment. So ugly, ugly can go one of two ways. I But I decided to take it the positive route like you did. One time, Daryl, I I love going driving, just driving mm-hmm. anywhere for however long. I don't care where we end up. That I just love driving my car. So we went for a drive and we ended up in the town of, um, I think it was Jackson, I think. Yeah. But anyway, it's a really old, old town, like an old mining town. And there's tons of like old thrift stores and bookstores and stuff. So we ended up just going in there. And they were having some kind of veterans parade for just for the sake of having it was not a holiday. They just decided to have a veteran to a veteran parade for some of the veterans. Maybe they had returned or something. So we couldn't go. We couldn't park down there We where all the old stores were. So we parked somewhere on the side and we walked through this really old part of Jackson and we found this bookstore. I could have spent hours because, you know, I love old vintage books and I could have spent hours there. Mm-hmm. So. We went through there. I found books from the 1700s, 1800s, just these amazing books. And Daryl 
is so accommodating. He lets me do whatever I want when I get in that mode. He's like, let's do it because apparently it's really unusual for him. He had not experienced a woman who's just like, let's do this. And just spontaneity was not something he was used to. And so he was thrilled with the whole day. So we finished that. (laughs) We finished that. We got some food. And we literally, by the time we got home and every time we have those types of ugly adventures, we walk Mm -hmm. in the door or we sit, we pull in. And it's just like that time in Greece too when they're their motorcycle ride is over and she's back at the gas station and she's like shoot you know it's over i'm so pissed you know it was so fun i never wanted to end that's exactly what it was like it was so great and i mean it was it didn't take a bunch of time or money it was just one of these cool spontaneous things but those are definitely ugly dates no doubt and that's kind of sounds like what you did too so so we both have the kind of the same spontaneity is the ugly date, I think, is yes. kind of the term. All right. Anyway, um, we are running out of time. So we will pick up and we will talk about everything on the next show. Yeah. No, no ugly and awkward uh, moments. Oh, no, no. So. Not when we're doing the good, bad and ugly. It's way too much. So thanks, everybody, <laughs> for joining us. Uh, hope you have a good week. Uh, keep your masks on and uh, stay safe. Don't Keep your mouth closed. And... Uh, Enjoy summertime. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.